Call Can Audio. Call Can Audio number 1075. Coming to you from Bytown, Canada. Beautiful Bytown, Canada. You may have heard. My name's Matt Robinson. His name's Rob Christie. What are you going on? What are you going on about today? <laughs> We're off and running in a good way here, man. It's, it's one of those days. What are you going on about? <laughs> Shut your pie hole. It's a very uh, auspicious start to the yeah, show here. Yeah. Sorry, folks. Um, a beautiful, wintry Bytown, Canada. Yeah. A little morning snowfall and then a blaze of sunlight. Mm. So I, I know we've covered this before on this show and it's it's contentious. At least contentious <laughs> between you and I. Okay. Um, laneway clearing. And so I was out, had some people coming over to. Is the contention that you call it a laneway instead of a driveway? Um, <laughs> it, it, it may become that. Okay. It may become that. All right. I did bring the foil mat just in case <laughs> shit goes sideways. Hey, this week around. in 1977, it was, uh, the anniversary of, uh, Slapshot. Change le SD canal. <laughs> Love you, a little Slapshot. You feel shame. Yeah, only the stupid Anglo pig. Yeah. Uh, Owns. Yeah. So, um, yeah, before people show up, I wanted to scrape the lane. We had about five to seven, I guess, this morning, somewhere around there. Mm -hmm. So I like to get out and scrape, but I don't want anybody driving on it. You get those tired, you know. Sure. Everybody knows. Anybody who cares knows what I'm talking about. Right. Man, I scraped it down, came out to head over here. Perfect blacktop, wet. <laughs> nothing, very few things, I was going to say nothing, but very few things make Rob as happy as a blacktop driveway in the wintertime, Matt. One of the very few things that does is a nice cold beer. It's true, Matt. Rob does like a nice cold beer. You have come with a couple of those today. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as I, as I had said to you in the green room, uh, going sort of, we'll say moist. Yeah. My dampuaries. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, that was somehow, <laughs> putting an S on the end somehow made it worse. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it is uh, two months. Yeah. Now, I for some reason thought that St. Patrick's Day was on the 14th of March. That's a weird thing to think. Yeah. Well, it's clearly three days <laughs> short, but three days, three inches. <laughs> Whatever you got happens, going. Yeah. Whatever you got going. So that's the day I decided March 14th was going to be the day that I was going so to. So you can actually ramp things back up before St. Patrick's Day. Right. So, but my small batch delivery of, of craft beers, I am now two months behind. Like I still have December stock. Like they have arrived, but they're just sitting there. They're still sitting there and I have no room in the beer fridge. So. Oh, geez. So I had to open up those boxes and I went through them and I thought, you know what? I'm going to pour this into this glass so I can get a good look at what's going on. Mm -hmm. But I thought very few things that Matt likes better than somebody bringing beer. Oh, ain't that the truth? You know what else he really likes is when somebody spills beer on this side of the studio. (laughs) He loves it. He does love that. um, Nothing makes Matt happier than wiping up. (laughs) My head runneth over. (laughs) Um, Anyways, short story long. I thought I'm going to bring, I'm going to bring my good friend, Matt, a couple of pints and I'm going to continue to spill it 
wherever okay. I take the the glass. But uh, anyways. So it's a bit of a mixed bag for Matt here today. Yeah, exactly. It's that open-faced shit sandwich <laughs> that Matt also loves. <laughs> if so, not loves, is familiar with. <laughs> so what we're doing first here, Matt, is um, back to Kensington Brewery, okay. which we've uh, we've touched on before. But today is a winter white stout. Mm. Okay. Uh, interesting to note that it says... It is neither white nor stout. <laughs> oh. Less excited, also confused by the advertising. Yeah, but you've seen that, right? You've I seen have. white stout before. Right. Okay. And so it sent Rob to do some looking around. And, and really all it is, is they have removed the dark roasted malts from it and instead inserted cold steeped coffee Cocoa nibs, a little vanilla, right, and some uh, some lactose sugar. All right. So that that is what we're looking at. Comes in at around five percent. I haven't had a pull. I'm waiting for the head to slowly. Yeah. You said this is from Kensington. Kensington out of Toronto. Yeah. Okay. So have you have you had a pull? Because no, I'm I'm just pouring it up here right now. You shut up. I will not. <laughs> I will not shut up. It makes for <laughs> makes for a hard podcast when Rob's doing a monologue. <laughs> Although. Anybody? I don't know. We'll see. We could, we could any, try that. Anybody who's listening listen to this pod over the years knows that Rob doesn't really hate a monologue. No. It's nice that Matt can sort of keep us away from the shore as we continue down the river, but. Right. You know, it's good. <laughs> this is a fascinating looking pint, man. See, that's what happens when you pour it into a glass. All right. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Matt's had enough. And we're not even 10 minutes in. No. We might be 10 minutes away from being done. <laughs> yes. Fascinating because? Well, like you said, just put, when you pull out the, uh, it just kind of got that foam sitting on top of something a little lighter than you would normally anticipate from a, from a stout. Yeah. It's a, it's a nice looking beer, man. People can check that out always. Right. At Tall Can Audio on Instagram. And it actually is sort of hazier and the sort of the lactose sugars kind of give it a bit of that. You know, yeah, it's sort of not creamy, but it sort of has that hazy white look. Have you had a pull on it yet? I have. What are you thinking? Yeah, it perhaps not surprisingly tastes like a light stout is the way I would frame that. Maybe just a tad sweeter than some, but you know, I'm all about that. Yep. Uh, yeah, pretty nice, man, on the first pull, to be honest with you. Okay. About 5%. Yeah. So... Nice easy Sunday. I want you to know that I've got most of uh, what I spilled over here on my hoodie now. So, um, well, that's good. We appreciate that. I'll be taking that home with me. No problems. People were enjoying that. a chaotic couple minutes on uh, episode 1070. <laughs> Broken chairs and Matt yelling out the window at noise going by. And it you was a bit that, of a gong show. You Matt. kept that in, did you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, at one point I was talking and then the next second I was looking at the roof. Tumbling out of the chair. <laughs> looking at the ceiling and I'm like, I am now in, it's like somebody's hit the uh, eject button. Well, it just felt like there is a small window here in the studio. Most of the window, I'll tell the good listener, is covered over by insulation. For obvious reasons, we're trying to keep the sound under control. But there is a small little area at the bottom that you can leave open to let some air in and out. And I had forgotten and... and I've left it open before and it's often not a big deal, but for whatever reason last week, there's like planes coming and going. There's nine fire trucks going by. There's like a manhunt with a chopper hanging overhead. (laughs) I don't know what the fuck's going on. And so after one or two, you're like, 
I'm going to leave it open because that's probably it, right? There's normally not this much, but they just kept coming. So at the same time, you're falling out of your fucking chair over there. Actually falling out of your chair. Right. There's some, I don't know, fire truck or whatever going by and I'm turning it. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) Which I'm sure was very helpful. I'm sure they heard. Or heard from way up here to the fire truck. 100%. But you, you were, it's funny because as they were going on earlier in the show, I just sort of, you kept going, you sort of... Powering through, man. Powering through, and so I sort of spoke a little louder, and we... But then, yeah. (laughs) We hit a boiling point, and all hell broke loose here in the Simmer turned into a rolling boil. (laughs) So, anyways, the seat was not broken. Rob was not hurt. Much to the chagrin of... Rob was not hurt. The seat is broken. (laughs) Much to the chagrin of Matt. meant your seat. (laughs) Yeah, no, but yeah, it's on a permanent angle now that... That no one's ever really going to sit in it? No. Oh, Within it, the next couple of weeks, I'll take care of it. Need new studio chairs. Need new dining room chairs. Go and, go and shop in. That'll be fun. Get out of yeah, here. Have to do, uh, you know, have to, have to replace a few things that are just succumbing to some wear and tear, right? Sitting in the green room and uh, the chair I was sitting on, yeah, the, uh, the actual seat of the chair is starting to. Starting to. There's like, the leather's fucking yeah, tearing Whew. and ripping, and a lot. I've seen a lot of ass. Hundred percent true, man. Uh, if you want to, no. <laughs> We're on social media at Talking Audio, you can see someone making ass of himself there fairly frequently. True, and uh, make sure you are subscribed to the podcast wherever you're hearing us right now. It's a busy week around here, man. This is our sixth show in eight days. Uh, we had earlier in the week, Arden Swelling from Sportsnet. Awesome show. If you haven't heard that, go back and check it out. Yeah. He, uh, he always brings it. Uh, we had Claire Hanna from TSN here, um, on episode 1072. Uh, she was fascinating to talk about, obviously a background as a high performance athlete, as well as a, a reporter now here for the Sens and Red Blacks and, and TSN's moving around to some other things as well. And then on uh, 1073, we had Angela Thompson from the Lake of Bays Brewing Company in here. That was a lot of fun. And uh, 1074, Michaela Schreider and Vanessa Sanchez were in. That was a lot of fun to catch up with them as well. It's always a, it's always a scene when they come in here together. So uh, you can check all of those out at talkinaudio.com or wherever you're hearing us right now. It's been an interesting couple days, man. Uh, I want to, before we go anywhere else, because I know you're fond of this, we have reached that day again. 11 years ago today, a memorable day in sports. Do you have any idea what it might be? 2012. You're going to be, at least I was, you're going to be surprised that it's it was... only been 11 years. It feels like this has been around longer. No. Let's, let's go to the film. Strike to claim it. A strike to claim it. And... A huge moment in sports history, Matt. <laughs> I could listen to that. I've bowled with that guy, I'm sure. Like that, There's one of those guys in every bowling alley. <laughs> Who do you think you are? Get it right. I am. Who do you think you are? I am. <laughs> and there's just all kinds of mixed up. Uh, was it get it right or damn right or get it right? I did it right? <laughs> you think I'm number five and somebody else is number one? I'm number one. That's that's what he's saying. Who do you think you are? I am. 
Yeah, well, I think All he's right. yelling at, at multiple people there. Yeah, no, there's a lot going on in that clip for sure, man. Uh, Gary Thorne on the call for some bowling. I don't know what the fuck's up with that. Uh, did this uh, 2012... That could have been during the NHL lockout. I don't know if he was still uh No football. ESPN. No, I don't know what's going, going on. on there. I don't know. It seems a little below Gary Thorne. I don't know. Maybe. Who do you think you are? I am. <laughs> I'm picturing it for anybody who's seen Kingpin, and I'm thinking Bill Murray, and <laughs> the hair is just unwinding. The weave is unwinding, and he's trying to corral it. Yeah, really Just a good. classic, man. And you know what? Like, I'm sure I, I know people who every now and then – like that's that is now an all time internet meme that people will just yell at you. Who do you think you are? I am. <laughs> I would have that as my what does ringtone. That mean? Of course, <laughs> every text message <laughs> comes in. You. <laughs> it's gorgeous, man. It, it is, and I don't know how. Like clearly, it's eleven years old, but yeah. I'm like, doesn't it feel like to me that's a more two thousand four, two thousand five kind of thing? I, I would have thought it was older than than eleven years. Well, and it comes in, it sort of has that little bit of crackle, and you're like, well, it's tense, man. Yeah, no, I get it, man. Everyone's watching, and you're looking for, is that ball going to break? Break? Oh. Got to have the strike. Got it. Yeah. All right. Anyways. That's the extent of our bowling talk. But it's gorgeous. And like I said, to to me, as a piece of audio, I could listen to that all the time. And uh, we had a goalie goal last night in the NHL from uh, Linus Allmark of the Boston Bruins. Off Besser's stick. Allmark is going to try it. Shut up, Jack Edwards. Jack Edwards sucks. Like, Jack Edwards is an asshole. I don't... Is he hammered during that clip? <laughs> He's gonna go... What is Omar? Brick! Like, like, his call... Like, he's normally a reasonably articulate person, or, or, like, his call normally isn't bad. He just sucks as a human being. I don't know. But there's something about uh, the, the way he's calling this. Is He's all slurred out, man. Off Besser's stick. Omar! He's gonna try it, and he scores. Linus Olmark. It's got a little Harry Carey to it, almost. Prince Incomfortable. Yes, that's my go-to Harry Carey. All right, Pete Incomfortable. It's not a bad one. Yeah, it's like he's got a potato in his mouth. Can you recall um, the last goalie to score a goal? It was three years ago, Matt. It was. And no, I cannot. Uh, it was Felix Potvin. Yeah. <laughs> Three years ago, that'd be weird. Yes. <laughs> uh, down in down in Nashville. Okay. Um, I don't know, give me a second. Okay. Because uh, I I need to say the, both the his predecessor both for his, UC Soros, both his first name and his last name, because yep. they go together. Yeah. That's true. And um, I think I read that there is now fourteen goalies who have scored goals. Uh, he is the sixth European, so I don't know, reasonably split, I guess. I don't, I don't know what the number of goalies are, but there's just something going on right now, man, that anything that can go right for the Boston Bruins is going to go right for the Boston seems, Bruins. Seems problematic though, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah, it does. And so maybe we can start here on, uh, on the rest of this. The Bruins go out this week, pick up Dmitry Orlov and Garnet Hathaway. And these motherfuckers are just stacked at this point. Yeah, for sure they are. 
give up a first, a second, a third, and a fifth, I believe it was. Um, the fifth goes to Minnesota, who's for whatever reason playing banker for everybody this year. For, for this year. Yeah, no, 100%. Um, but they pick up half the salary on Orlov. Uh, so that's what the fifth round pick is for. But the first, second, and third go to uh, to Washington. Yeah, for Dmitry Orlov and Garnet Hathaway. Garnet Hathaway... Man, he is born to be a Boston Bruin, I think. He he fits that mold. And I think he's sitting right now around 9, 10 goals on the season. Yep. So he can chip in a little bit as well up and down the lineup. Uh, man, it's a nice little move for them. Well, and, and when I say little, fucking, I'd say huge, but like they're already first in the league by a mile. And now they're just that much more cemented, right? Like They are, that is the sort of um, bowstrick rentals. Yeah. Right? They both are UFAs at the end of this year. And so... You've added a little sandpaper to the backside, of the back end of your your forwards. I don't need any sandpaper near my back end here. But yeah, you know. well, it's you know. as a Leaf fan, I guess yeah. <laughs> this is true for all kinds of things. Um, but yeah, and and Orlov to me is is underrated in in so many levels, right? As a guy, you can slide into your into your top four D. Mm-hmm. Has a little bit of like he can still keep up, maybe not at the top end, but like he could be a top pair guy for you still, if you need him to be. Yeah, but to, to set him They in, don't need him to be, which right, is the frightening settle part. settle him into your second pair? Yep. He can bring a lot. Yeah. Right? And he's physical. He can he can play. Like, <laughs> man, everything about that is just such a nice move. For the, And it sounds like they were all but set to do the, the Gavrikov deal yeah. from Columbus. And there's some hard feelings there, apparently. How do you Col- feel about that? Well, it, by all accounts, Columbus thought the deal was done. And Boston said, yeah, it wasn't fucking done until it's done, and we found a better deal. Uh, I guess, like, it's hard to know how far along they were. Was there, a like, a handshake deal, and we just need to go and clear some cap space, which is what we were all led to believe right. was happening over the last week. Hold yeah. them out of the lineup a bit. Yeah. Yeah. We'll make the moves we need to move to clear the cap space, and then we'll do that. And then I don't. Washington decides, fuck it, we're out, right? And, and we're going to trade some guys, and... I don't know. It, it's cutthroat, but that's a way better move for Boston. Don Sweeney. Way dude, better move. Yeah, you for sure it is. And so if you look at it and you go, it, to me for Washington, nice move. What what they, like they have now fallen to, they're out. They have, I think, six, have they not won six or seven? <laughs> like, no. Maybe lost six or seven. Yeah, yeah. lost, lost, six, six, lost or six, six or seven. And, and so what they have points percentage wise, I, I think I was telling you, before we came in, Pittsburgh has slid into the final wild card spot yeah. with sixty five points, but Detroit, Buffalo, Florida, Washington are all sitting at sixty four points. Right, but I think the Caps have played four or five games more. Yeah, everything about their their setup here in terms of strength of schedule, games played, like all of it says you're in trouble. Right, you're probably not going to get this done, and, and, and so, everybody's got games in hand on you. So you flip those guys out. You get the nice little haul. Now, you're going to get, those are Bruins picks, right? Those are going to be that. <laughs> 32. Yeah. So you're looking at anywhere from sort of 28 to 32 in, in yeah. terms of where that pick's going to be. And then yada, yada, yada down the line. So, but for guys that you could sign back or love, you know, we know Washington loves their, their Russians. Oh, you mean like who could return to who Washington? Who could return after, at the end of this year as free agents. Yeah. And if they don't, right, you yep. have now retooled slightly and you can either do something with those picks because clearly they are. Now, if I see them flip Oshi or if, if something happens. Like they're on the record of saying they don't want to totally tear it down, right? They want to help Ovi get to this 
goal record. And so they're going to kind of stick with it, but this is not their year. So these guys are UFA. We'll deal them out. And as one of those teams, kind of similar to Pittsburgh, who's been in it and so good for so long, you don't have a lot in the cupboard, right? You've dealt a lot of picks over the year. You've dealt a lot of prospects over the years. Here's a first, a second, and a third falling into your lap. And like you said, I guess I I hadn't considered that, but you're right. They could bring back either one of those guys if they felt like it. Orlov is specifically who I was 100%. But those guys also seem like both of them might fit in nicely long term in Boston, right? Like yeah, just classic see. Bruins. They're going to have some cap trouble, but right. Hathaway especially, that guy, he just feels like right someone and, who fucks with you for a decade or so in a Bruins jersey. Yeah, and that's a guy who I think they they would of the two of them would look at targeting. I think Orlov is probably too rich after extending out. It sounds like, yeah, he wanted a long-term deal in Washington. They weren't prepared to do it. And right. And, and, and he, when you look at, like I said, they made the big trade for Lindholm last year and then signed him long-term, yep. right? Like they are between McAvoy and Lindholm. They have Grizzlick and Carlo down. You know, as, yep. as you go out, I just think this is an all-in. 100%. Bergeron at the age he is, Krejci at the age he is, right? They've sort of got lightning in a bottle right gonna now. going to spend a pile of cap on... Pasternak here coming up. Like somebody's going to spend a pile of cash on Pasternak. I, I feel like he's staying, but yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but we talked about it, right? Hundred percent, man. That he's got to be. You know, he's not coming in for anything less no. than eleven seven five over yeah. under. Right over, right? Probably. Yeah. So, in terms of yeah, it's a pile of cake. And so when you look at Orlov, you go, yeah, Dimitri, nice job, but uh, coffers are empty. In the meantime, he may help you grab another ring, which uh, makes it all feel a little bit better. Right? I'll take that. 100%, man. Uh, really interesting um, move for them. But you said it. I say a lot nothing of Nothing has gone wrong for them. <laughs> no. When you start to, to, you know, short of, you know, the McAvoy, Marchand, the, the issues they had up front in terms of the season starting with guys. Injured. Like Marchand with a double hip replacement or whatever he was working on there. I'm not sure it was a hip replacement. (laughs) Sorry, hip hip surgery. surgery. Yes, sorry. Yes, I misspoke. Um, Those guys, and then have come back, never missed a beat. Nope. Came back earlier than expected, came back looking great right away. And healthy all season. Like, if you look at McAvoy was out to start. Like, that was supposed to be the thing that might help when we all thought this would be the year Boston steps back. New system under Montgomery. It might just be that, you know, you dig two deep of a hole early on with all those guys out. and they just fuck man they won eight at every well I was going to say eight at every ten but it's more like nine at every ten there yeah. early on and just never missed a fucking beat well and you look at it and go really Swayman and Allmark is is that the combo that's going to get you there <laughs> the odds are favorite <laughs> fucking guy <laughs> Is yeah. he? I guess he has to be. He's got all those wins. Uh, he's going to have like 30 wins and two losses yeah. or whatever it is. <laughs> like, I'm, I, I think so, Matt. I guess. I think he does. And so uh, I, I can't think of anybody who I would put in front of him. Chris Osgood. Oh, I love that guy. <laughs> Terrible cage. And just on that alone, you don't get it. No. Forget it. And you don't get in the Hall of Fame unless you're already in. <laughs> Wear a smarter helmet, stupid. Yeah. American Pie guy. Pie guy. Pie guy, you bet. I don't even understand that reference, but uh, he just has that haircut that looks like oh, okay. all American, like American Pie. Okay, fair enough. Um, I don't know. There's been a couple other moves here over the last little while. Kratzov's going out to Vancouver. That was 
That's interesting. Well, long rumored that New York, like they weren't happy together, right? Like that was a, a marriage headed for divorce for a while so now. So unhappy together. <laughs> um, and Gerard Gallant has said there, the coach of the New York Rangers, he said it a couple times, like, this guy's a top nine forward. Like, we don't put Kratzov in to play on our fourth line. He goes, but I dressed my best top nine already. Yeah, like, Nobody puts Kratzov in a corner. But we will send him to Vancouver. <laughs> close uh, enough. Yeah, exactly. Um, Nino Niederreiter gets That's traded. That's interesting. It was, man, from Nashville to Winnipeg. Because, like, Niederreiter's a guy who could help them in the playoffs. Like, I don't hate the acquisition. I'm surprised they were willing to, As to do perfetti. As a third line guy? Yeah, maybe – if he has to, he can play in your second line. I haven't looked lately yeah, at how they're running those guys. But he's a middle six. Guy. Yeah, he's a yeah. middle six guy. Yeah, yeah. And I wonder if if the whole Jonathan Taves thing, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and maybe it's just, you know, the media and guys like us who go, oh, wouldn't it be wouldn't it be interesting to see, you know, if 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 he was to return to Winnipeg, right? If that would be a nice as you flip guys out. Well, it doesn't seem like he's going anywhere now, right? No, 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 that's what I'm saying. And, and it's and it's funny. We'll get back to to the other thing. But if you're Chicago, and you're like, all right, we can find we we've we've hit like I don't know. Rock bottom was, I don't know. It's got to be about ten feet above us, <laughs> uh, except for as they cruise through Ottawa, and Toronto, and clean out, <laughs> take points, points here, yeah. points there, points for you, points for them. Everybody gets a point. Um, that yeah, you you finally talk to these guys into maybe moving. And then neither one of them were really healthy. Like Kane needs to have not hip replacement, but <laughs> there's clearly got to be some surgery or something going on there. And now Taves can't, you can't flip him at all. Man, like, like it seemed like that story had faded a bit until the last couple of weeks. Like he's clearly got the the long COVID thing going on. Right. And, and he said, I think it's been reported that he's probably had it twice. He swears he had it in like February, 2020. Right, okay. like when we didn't know what it was yet, right? Yeah. Like he was sick as a dog. And then later on, I think it was after the bubble, because Chicago came in, beat Edmonton. Love that. Yeah. Um, but it, man, he's he's well, never just, been the same, but he's been sick, right? Like he, he, And he can't explain it. He didn't know what it was. And now it seems pretty likely that it's this long COVID. So he's out again. They're not going to be able to trade him. You know, could he get healthy enough? That by the off season, maybe he goes and takes a hometown discount and, you know, does the Spezza thing in Winnipeg if he wanted to. That, okay. maybe. And all I'm saying is. But as, he's not, you can't trade him now. As right? Chicago, you're like. Uh, yeah. I, if I have Taves and Kane, and clearly Kane is way more valuable at this, at this point. But if I could still flip both those guys, somebody is going to give me a, on a healthy Kane, a Taves at this point, if he was running, you know, full health. Yeah. Late in, late in his career, somebody's still going to give me something decent. Maybe a second or something. For yeah. that, right? I don't know if it's a, if it's a second and a, a, a mid-range prospect. I, I don't know, but yeah. you're going to get something for him. And then you flip out Kane and you go, we're further down the road in terms of our development. But well, at this point, you're not getting anything for Taves. And, now, and you've brought up Kane, who we sat here a week ago and said, that guy, like just floating through, like getting nothing done. And I said on the show, I don't think he's getting traded. Like I, he's at this point, he just looks like he's fucking spent at least for the year. Needs the surgery, and since then, he's put up like ten points in four games. And then they decided, all right, shut her down. Right, you can only hurt us from here. Like you can only get worse from here. But yeah. there's nothing more NHL on earth 
than the fact that we have watched this guy play like shit all year. He's had four great games at the right time, and all of a sudden, all the insiders are reporting, well, more teams back interested, sniffing around, and like, this is what gets these fuckers in trouble every single year, is is ignoring the all the evidence, the big picture, and going, holy fuck, you look pretty good in our building tonight. You know, like I... Yeah, but whatever you're talking about, and I don't mean you, <laughs> I mean... The experts. I don't know what you're talking about? <laughs> it comes down to Kane. Kane only wants to go one place. That's it. I have sort of sole source. Now I want you to figure out a deal. And unless they can, you know. But multiple insiders did say this week other teams had reengaged after this hot streak. Is all I'm saying. Like they've all decided. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't blame you, Matt. I know. I'm just trying to outline for the good listener here that we're ignoring 50 games of evidence and going with the last four as well. That's what he is. All right. Well, he's a slack ass is what we really get from that. He, yeah. My team is going to finish last. And why am I working on this? And then I go, wait, 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 wait. I want somebody to parachute me hey, out of here. You, you've, you've traded for Tarasenko? Yeah. So he clearly, we talked about that, that he wanted to go to the Rangers. They went out and said, nah, we're going to go get Tarasenko instead. And he kind of sulked about it a little bit. So, well, I kind of thought maybe that was my, my spot. Wah! And it does appear that the Rangers have now re-engaged. But you're right. Yeah. Similar to, now, I don't know what the hell the Panthers were doing, but last year, Claude Giroux made it known to the Flyers, I'm going to Florida or I'm not going anywhere, yeah. go work out a deal. And somehow, the uh, Philly managed to still get Owen Tippett and a first, and but that's not going to happen for Patrick Kane. Well, how about, you know, with the Rangers, I know it's a different different crew up in the GM and everything else. Yeah. St. Louis saying, I'll only go to New York. And they managed to get Callahan and two firsts. Yep. And wasn't McDonough in that deal? Uh, Might have been a different deal. They trade with each other a lot. Yeah, but. It, it was Callahan and two firsts okay. for sure. It, it seems a bit excessive. <laughs> sure, well. but, but that's just what I'm saying is, yeah. I'll only go with them. And they're like, all right. And you still end up with this sweetheart deal. And you're like. Right. So if you're the Rangers, you'll go, look, we're giving you fucking nothing. Like, we'll give you like a fourth round pick because we know Kane is only going here. Like, he'll only come to us. And they have begun over the last couple of days to make the moves they need to. I mentioned Kratsov being traded out of there. Uh, Jake Luschishin is on waivers. He cleared waivers, so they have room. And Chris Johnston has tweeted out just before we started that as it sits now, because you accrue cap space, the Rangers can make this deal on Wednesday. Now, Ryan Lindgren got injured last night. If he ended up on LTIR, they could do it sooner if they wanted to. But before deadline day, the Rangers will have the cap space to pick up Patrick Kane. And it sure seems like they're making all the necessary little tweaks to to go and do that. Do do you not, as you look at it, and I know he hasn't told me directly um, that he wants to go to the Rangers. You guys have a bit of a falling out or? Yeah, for sure we did. (laughs) Sure you were in the did. cab. You, yes. you were in the cab when, when shit went south. I was actually knitting next you to the were cab driving driver. The cab. <laughs> um, here, hold my beer. Yeah. Um, you look at what's happening in Vegas, and I, like I said, I know he's sort of intimated that the Rangers are the place he wants to go. Yeah. But do you not see Vegas with the Mark Stone thing and all that's happening there? As that's just the spot where you go. You, the talk of Timo Meyer going there seems ridiculous. Why? With, with the history of... Well, there's a rivalry there, but their coach is currently 
the former yeah. Sharks coach. Yeah, and, and and I'm just to me it just seems like yeah we're gonna trade him within at least the conference. Yeah, I don't know, and I just it, so Vegas went out and picked up Ivan Barbashev today from the Blues. Uh, obviously, not quite the same as a Timo Meyer. Meyer Barbashev. But to me, that tells like that tells me they don't feel like they're in on Kane or, or Meyer. Yeah, yeah, and really, I, Kane was where I was going. Yeah, and I, and I just see, look at that and go. Kane and Eichel, and you sort of go, if I can replace that with, like, who needs it? When all this talk of Toronto, go, Kane, could, could Kane fit in Toronto? Right. That does not seem like a like a spot that you would just go, yeah, that's a... Well, put. and like, unless he wants to play with David Camp, because he's a right winger, and at this point, both Willie and Mitch are better than him. So, yeah, it's it was never a great fit. Yeah. But you still hear the talk, and, oh, I, of course. and I understand it is the media hub of the country. Got to mention the Leafs to get those clicks, baby. Got to get those views up. <laughs> and so I get it, but I just go, ah, Vegas seems like they're the ones who are always like, what's the big ticket item? Ah, we need a big ticket item. Garcon. <laughs> King, table two. Right? I just To me, that is one of those spots. But your point on the Blackhawks is well made, that at one point coming into this season, there was a, a predicted windfall when we trade both of these guys picks and prospects and whatever. Now you got Taves who can't be traded and Kane's just like, yeah, fuck you. I'm only going to one team. So you got no leverage there either. They're getting nothing out of this. Can I interest you in a Seth Jones? Anybody? Seth Jones. Your boy. Seth Jones. No, no not so much. No Seth Jones. I'd take a Warinsky. Can I have a Zach Warinsky? You cannot. Nope. Uh, not, as a, <laughs> not as a sense fan. Seems like not available. <laughs> not for you. No, it's not for you. <laughs> Yeah, it's it just has not shaped up at all the way the Blackhawks, I'm sure, had envisioned. But as we come back around to, I think we were talking. This is how this is how life works for Winnipeg, right? It's, we'll talk about something more. We interesting. started with you, and then it became infinitely more interesting elsewhere. Right, but you know, there, I still don't think that they're as good as their record says they are, and that happens sometimes. And actually, if you look. I was reading uh, Sportsnet Stats put out something on Saturday that said after 40 games, Colorado was 16 points back of Winnipeg with three games in hand. After 54 games, they are four points back of Winnipeg with two games in hand. So they have decided to roll off the couch after that Stanley Cup hangover and get their shit together. And that is not good news for the Jets, but... They have put themselves in a good situation here. You do have a proven playoff goalie. Um, like, obviously, they're going to take a run here, I guess. It's hard for them to go out and make deals because you don't believe, like, rentals are not likely to stay. That's not a thing that happens for Winnipeg. Unless you're Steen, who was born there, maybe, and leaves and comes back. Yeah, for whatever reason, Paul Stastny had no self-esteem. He was willing to hang around for a while, and, and that was a bit of a fit a couple of times. But... If you're them, you got to hang in, right? Like you're in position here. They have to do something. Well, or do more than Nino Niederreiter. Yeah. And so to me, they are the Western Conference equivalent of New Jersey, right? Hmm. Just how interesting, Rob. Thank you, Matt. Yeah. Just just how hot New Jersey was at the beginning of the season and how they've been like 500 since the new year, right? And you just sort of go, um, but in that sense, if you are with the core that they have still in Winnipeg and you go, 
Our our window is shorter term rather than long term. <laughs> because we know Dubois is leaving in a year and a half for Montreal. <laughs> yeah, well, and, and Wheeler and, and everything they have out there, right? Is, is, yeah, it's Josh more- Morrissey is having the year of his life at this point. You better take advantage of that. Yeah, yeah. Josh Morrissey. Yep. Scanning, scanning. Yeah, no, no. Scanning. I, I was trying to think of the uh, Josh Norrissey. That's what I was trying oh, to come up with. Okay. Um, good luck with Carlson when he gets 110 points, yeah. Josh Norrissey. Yep. Um, but if they have to go now, kind of. Like to me, this yeah. is, to me, Nita Ryder has a bit of that jam. He's never going to be, he sort of has a bit of playoff guy feel to him. Mm-hmm. Right. In terms of he's, he's, he's got a little bit of that grit. He can, when, you know, you hope when moments come down to it, that he's the kind of guy that's around it. But what do you think, what do you think else happens with the Predators? Well, they've clearly put up the for sale sign. And Chris Johnston said on his podcast on Saturday that he believes everything but Yossi, Saros and Forsberg is up for grabs. Well, it's interesting that Chris Johnson put that out because Jeff Merrick then just repeated it on headlines. Yeah, actually just looked at it on headlines and, and then and then said the exact same thing, but he was looking at something, right? Okay, yeah. And you're like, they have three, well, they said, I yeah. didn't even know there was a headlines. Does hockey night still happen when the Leafs yeah, aren't no, on it? Is that a I, thing? I, I know. Just Matt, Matt like Rip Van Winkle sleeping through hockey night. 30, on, uh, 40 people nationwide still watching. Or? Well, and, and just in a side note, you know, the marquee matchup, yeah. Ottawa-Montreal and as Ottawa, our marquee's broken. <laughs> there's three lights out at least. <laughs> it looks like tours, Ottawa tours. Anyways, I had to leave that tour in there just to hopefully confuse some people. Exactly. <laughs> and Ottawa started out for two periods doing what they do seemingly on the national stage, which yeah. is absolutely poop in the new sheets. Seven shots through. Yeah. Thirty-five minutes. That's not going to be enough to beat a man like Samuel Montambo. Oh. And that guy, and, and, and so anyways, that is, and then Ottawa comes back as Montambo does Montambo yep. things, right? Turns out he's a Montam no. Yeah. <laughs> Montam goal. <laughs> he, uh, he's not good. And Nick Suzuki was the only thing going there. Yeah. Um, as he often is. For sure. And you go, it is, it is sort of, man, it's terrible. Yeah. Anyways, doubling back to. Hockey night, Jeff Merrick. Yeah, just that, that whole idea, right, of... Of, of, of what else Nashville's going to do. Philip Forsberg, yeah. Saros, and Yossi, right? Yeah. Those are the only untouchables, which just twigged me to that when you went, Chris Johnston you know, earlier in the day, and yeah. I'm like, because actually Jeff Merrick, he was looking at it, I was watching him. <laughs> He's what reading it. What, what did they say? He said, uh, I'm like, yeah, that, that seems right. <laughs> it seems to fit that, that, that somebody else... Well, we've seen... You know, by all accounts, Patrick Kane, we know, is going to New York, right? We don't know what Timo Meyer is doing, but Ryan O'Reilly is done. Barbashev is done. Um, it's going to be a quiet deadline day for TSN and Sportsnet, who have, I'm sure, eight hours of well, and they talked airtime about, to fill. And we talked about it here earlier, like maybe a month ago. Who would you rather have? Horvat? Taves, O'Reilly, and I can't remember who the fourth guy was, right? In terms of that sort of four centers, right? And you go, okay, Taves is out, Horvat's gone, O'Reilly's gone. And I, I, like I said, the fourth guy was blank, but 
Yeah, it just seems like so much. Dylan has, Larkin maybe was. Dylan Larkin was the guy. Yeah. Matt, good job. You didn't even know you were doing that, did you? I, I, that's the way I stumble across any success is accidentally. <laughs> <laughs> even even the blind squirrel gets the odd peanut. Um, but yeah, that is that is one of those things when you go, yeah, it's really, it's Kane, it's Myers, it's. Why do you keep calling him Myers? It's just Meyer. Yeah, I, you know what? It's it's just what I do. Okay. It's and I, and I don't know the answer. To Get that. back on Twitter because I keep I have to keep hearing of it. Like just out of nowhere, I just get these mentions of it's Meyer. And you're like, okay, <laughs> I know what you just listened to. Timo Myers. Yeah, that's what it's going to be. It's Tom Myers for from now on on this show. You know what's scary about all of this is there's a name, and if you don't like it, blow me. Uh, there's a name out there. Somewhere that we're not thinking of because Toronto's done their thing, Boston's done their thing, New York's done their thing. And going to do more. Tampa hasn't done anything yet, and you know they're going to. Well, Julian Brisebois, be- well, between Vegas, now I know you're saying the barbershop I'm, thing, but... The- I'm hanging out in the East is really where my... <laughs> okay. And, and all I'm... Because saying- all the good players are coming from the West to the East at well, this point. And, no, and, and really the only other thing that's intriguing to me, Brisebois has said... Yeah, don't expect anything big. Now I get it. People say I'm that. Listening to that, and then fucking they, guy, as he puts a knife, <laughs> a knife in my back. Oh, okay. As I turn and walk. This seems good. <laughs> Ooh, what is that? Um, yeah, we'll see. But it, it certainly comes down to now. Are they going to make a nice, you know, second pairing defenseman? They going to, you know, a third yeah. line right winger kind of thing. I'm interested in what but they're going to somehow get it done for like a fourth and he's going to be under club control for three years yeah. making 800 grand <laughs> and has a, and has a history of 30 and goals. A, yeah. And yeah. he's going to win a con smite. <laughs> so, yeah. so, All right. All right. Well, that's Matt's Bruins I'm lightning a PTSD bit here. over here. I was pretty happy, honestly, with what the Leafs had done. Then Boston's like, yeah. I see that. Hold my I'll, beer. I'll raise you one of these fuckers. Actually, two of these fuckers. Hey, you want to see something? That's what that is. Yeah. Um, it's really Edmonton. Yes. And Vegas, right? In terms of who is going to do what. And the only big splash that looks like is left for Edmonton would be Carlson. Or Chikrin. Or Chikrin. Yeah. Yeah. But to me, Chikrin makes. Okay, Carlson is Carlson's splashier. I, I yeah, well, okay, yeah. and that is 2023 big game hunting. 100%, man. I think that still doesn't age well in the next four years nope. of that contract. But Which is really why I'm down to see it. Is It's going to be fun to watch this year. Yeah. And it's going to be fun to watch for the next four years. Well, because that is, you put him in on that power play. Yeah, which is already like historically good. Yeah. And so... That is a place where, the, you know, does Eric Carlson want to go to Edmonton for four more years? Does anyone? <laughs> Good Western correspondent moved from here to there. So Just he's blasting the Western markets. Here. He, he's voted for that. And so yeah. um, I can only assume, yes, people are flocking. Yeah. Okay. At least for people Southern. People are flocking stupid. At, like. <laughs> at least for Southern Alberta. I can't speak to the rest of it. Um, but yeah, I'll be interested to see what they do in terms of adding... A defenseman. And if it's one of those two guys, what it looks like, right? So yeah. that's the only, th- those are the only things that sort of, the Kane thing seems like maybe by the time it's people done. are listening to this, it may already be done, which happens. And it sounds like it's done regardless. It's just 
waiting for those extra couple cap dollars to roll off over the next couple days. And it, and, it, it, and here we come. Yeah. Uh, anything else on the hockey front, man? I like it. Okay. I like hockey. Although, just doubling back, it's one of those uncanny things where um, I was watching the game with a 13-year-old boy who couldn't care less about hockey on Saturday night. Hope you gave him a merciless beating. <laughs> wedgies. <laughs> Atomic wedgies. Yeah. Yeah. Noogies. Uh, no. So he's asking me a gajillion questions. And so one of them was, does goalie ever score? Where do babies come from? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I got that. It's while you're here tonight, it's what your parents are doing, making a new baby right now. A new, better baby. <laughs> a replacement baby. <laughs> we got to do something with this. Um, and he's like, does a goalie ever score? And I'm like, yeah, no, very rarely, right? Like, anyways, that's where. But four minutes later. Yeah, I went down. I'm like, hey, by the way. That that happened tonight. So off Besser's stick. Olmark is gonna try it, and he scores. He's gonna Sorry, you're seeing that first round prospect potential. That's what he was yelling. Actually, there is a bit of a <laughs> there, there is there is because that's what he was yelling about a Pavel Zaka goal like last week or two weeks ago. He was yelling all about his draft position and potential. And you're like, shut up, Jack Edwards. Oh, keeping that in the back pocket, that clip, that's getting clipped. Okay. Shut up, Jack Edwards. Okay. Because who hasn't thought that a time or two? Yeah. So it was just one of those things where you go, oh yeah, very I rarely. Could... Then every three years, uh, there it is. So I had to go down and tell him, yeah, you know. I'm sorry. He um, also told me, you're the smartest guy I know. Hope that was before the. Uh, oh, we just we just crushed it. In tri- we were in teams in Trivial Pursuit. Mm-hmm. Bam! Just just killing it, knocking <laughs> it. He's like, I want to be with Rob. He's the smartest guy. Okay. He's like, yeah, he's on a podcast. Oh, oh no! Yeah. <laughs> well, oh, t- life's gonna be rough, kid. I was wearing, <laughs> I was, I was wearing of- my tall can hoodie at the time. Yeah, yeah, okay. If they make hoodies, they gotta be. He's big. like, man, they got swag. He's yeah, yeah. me, he's got your own swag. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. It's- it's not even the good stuff, but this is this is it, man. <laughs> it was back in the day with the black with the red logo. Yep. Not as good as the bold, all blacks, black with the white, super okay. sharp. Yeah. Anyways. Mixed that, reviews, man. People. Uh, yeah. What are people saying? Well, just some people like the colored logo. Some people like the, the bold white. Some people don't know. Okay. We got more beer. <laughs> yes, we do. Before we go into the long list of people. <laughs> Who don't know who stuff. Do, who don't know. <laughs> and actually, I want you to have a crack on this first, Matt. I want you to have a pull on it and tell me what it is. That's concerning. Just eat it. It's yeah. going to be good. Yeah, exactly. Give it to Matt. He likes it. He'll eat anything. It's totally good. No problems. doesn't smell yeah. too offensive. No, it's it's not. It's actually, it's fairly, it's mainstream and it's it's actually what you like, I think. I think. It's like anything else. I don't really know what Matt likes, no. but... Not much. Matt hates a lot of things. <laughs> Matt does hate a lot of things, but the small brief moments of <clears throat> happiness and joy that He's I try. usually holding a beer. Yeah, I try and bring those. That's it. Mm. What do you got there? What are you thinking? What are you feeling? Pretty yeah. bland. Pretty bland. I figured that's also what Matt likes. All right. Go to a restaurant. I'll have a burger. No dressing. No nothing. Just actually the patty and May the God bun. God have mercy upon your soul should a piece of lettuce <laughs> come out with this burger. I'll have the wings. Keep the veggies on the side and your blue cheese dip. Get the hell out of here. Yeah, yeah. It's true, man. 
I'm a pure soul. I want what I want and not a bunch of things you think I might want alongside or it. need. Yeah. Okay. Want, need. I don't know. Who are you to tell me what I need? I don't know. I'm starting to feel like I need some chicken wings tonight. <laughs> Suddenly. Yeah, man. I, when do I not feel like that? Yeah. It could be 11 in the morning. It could be two in the morning. I don't know. I'd like to know what I'm drinking at this point. I, I don't need, but I do want to know. This is the Raglan Irish Red. All right. From Four Rivers, which I believe is out of Bathurst, New Brunswick. So. Comes in at 5.2. Yeah. And really what twigged me to this is, A, I know you do enjoy a red. I do. I listened to your Arden's Welling show yeah, when yeah, you okay. were drinking a, a Dunkel that you were feeling was more on the red side. It was, for sure. Than a black German lager. This is, um, I'm surprised. Like, and I didn't pour this one. So, uh, didn't get any tips, right? Didn't get any hints that way. Thanks, tips. <laughs> but, uh, it's a little bland. It's, um, it is super, and now part of that is maybe coming on the heels of the red. Which was sweet. being unfair. Yeah. The stout, you mean? Yes, sorry. The white stout. We just finished the white stout, which had a lot of things going on. So maybe I'm being unfair to, uh, to this one, but yeah, it's not a ton going on here. I like the, just, just to finish off that stout, it was a, it was a little sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I spilt some, so it was a little <laughs> sticky as well. Not loving that. Now it's on my hoodie that I used to clean up most of the, my side of the table here. <laughs> yeah. Um, most it, is concerning. <laughs> yeah. Well, I can't always be, uh, uh we're sitting in here it's in, a in the dark it's and we're uh, growing <laughs> mushrooms in here. So I don't really know what's happening on this hardwood table. So <laughs> some weeks there's too many lights on other weeks. It's too dark in here. Oh. Rob is, Rob is high maintenance. If nothing else. <laughs> it's a else, bit of a diva. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, but you're right, right? Because of the, the sort of high wire act that was happening with the white stout. Right. You kind of get down to this, to this Irish red and it, it just sort of, it's, it's a 5.2. It actually tastes lighter. Would you agree with that? Yeah. hundred percent. So. It's not bad though. Anyways. Four rivers. Okay. Check it out. Um, interesting couple notes out of the first couple days of spring training baseball. Jays were, as of Saturday, we're going to go undefeated and probably win a world series. That's what they do, man. Yeah, of course. Uh, but all the new rules got dropped in, right? And, and you saw some interesting things. Um, they were saying that, uh, with the pitch clock after the first day you were seeing game times. Now it's spring training. So you take it all with a grain of salt, but. 229, 233, 231. Everybody's pretty happy about that. Because oftentimes with so many substitutions in spring training, yeah. those games can run a little Four long. Hours. Yeah, it can be. Um, you also saw in the first 18 games, first 19 games, there were 38 uh, infractions of the, the pitch clock. Yep. A slight majority to the pitcher, obviously. But there were batters getting caught, like not ready. After, you know, you got to be in there and looking at the pitcher with eight seconds to go on the pitch clock. Um, so that's an average of 1.79 per game, which is interesting because I was reading a couple different places that that's almost exactly where it started in the minor leagues last year. They were at 1.73 infractions mm-hmm. per game. And over the next four to six weeks, it got down in the minors to 0.4 per game. So essentially one every two games, right? Guys figure this out and they get it under control quickly uh, in terms of what that means and, and being able to not throw over or not having the pitch delivered in time. So that was interesting to see. 
And there was a fascinating incident in um, Boston versus Atlanta. I, I don't know if you caught Sports Center this morning, I anything like that. Okay. So I'm going to play the audio just because I think it's worth hearing. And then we'll, we'll dive into everything that went down here. Could have run them up easily. Uh oh. And now what? He's out. They have called strike three. Wow! This is mayhem! Oh! Automatic strike three called with the bases loaded in a tie game in the bottom of the ninth. This is baseball in 2023. Joe Kistig said, can you believe it? Here it is. He didn't have this in mind. You see it? It's at eight seconds. He has to be alert to the pitcher. Two feet in the box, head looking at the pitcher. So stick with me here. There's a lot to unpack because I want to now talk through this and then we'll play the audio again. This is Boston pitching to Atlanta in the bottom of the ninth in a tie game. Bases loaded, full count. So the pitcher has the ball. There's, as I said, bases are loaded. So he has 20 seconds on the pitch clock. The back catcher stands up and he's pointing to first base, telling the rest of the defense, the play is to first, right? If it gets hit to you, the play is to first. Okay. As that's happening, the batter's sort of confused because the 20 seconds has started while the back catcher is up doing this. And he's like, well, there's no chance the pitcher is going to throw it while the catcher is still standing, delivering signs. So he's not in the box. We get to eight seconds. He's supposed to be in there looking at the pitcher. The pitcher is now looking, going, okay, he's not in there, and my catcher is not in position, so I'm not going to throw the ball. The pitch clock runs down, and everybody's like, well, now what? Because he wasn't in the box, and the guy didn't throw it, and... What do we do? So the batter starts trotting to first, thinking that's got to be a ball. He didn't throw it, and the catcher was standing up. That can't possibly be my fault, right? Yeah, it turns out it is. The they, eight seconds elapsed before the 20 seconds elapsed? Well, the, they work together, right? The 20 seconds starts counting down, right. and when it gets to eight, yep. he's not in there. That's what I'm saying. So right. that, that's, that's, that's happened first. That's happened first. But because the catcher hasn't got down into his squat... The batter's like, well, there's no, like it's their fault, right? He's not going to throw the pitch. I got 12 more seconds. Right. Nope. So this is fascinating, man. And the, the as he's trotting down to first, the umps sort of, you can see him working through it in his head. And he's like, no, it's fucking you. You are out. The game's over. Obviously, they end games tied in, in spring training. And this was, you can kind of hear the crowd in the background yep. roaring. And then all of a sudden, ah, yeah, it's a, what? It's really right? a... What just happened? Everybody's confused. Yeah. We've walked in the run. Oh, no, we haven't. So we knew there was going to be chaos, right? We knew there was going to be times where this would have to be ironed up. But this is like one of the very first games played on day one of spring training. It has cost. And again, it's a spring training win, but it's cost a team a win. And even the pitcher said in the postgame interviews, I assumed it was us, right? I assumed I I just walked in the, the winning run because if you don't deliver it, Within right. that 20 seconds, it's counted as a ball. The base is loaded, full count. Man, this is going to be a thing for a while. Uh, but the, to see it in the bottom of the ninth on day one was... Yeah. <laughs> uh, and again, day one of spring training. This is when you want to see these yeah, things happen. 100%. Now, short of 
those fat, untanned people who were watching from the stands. <laughs> right? They're like I'd like hey. to be one of those. Well, you're fifty percent. <laughs> Actually, I'm more like 66%. <laughs> the only thing missing is I'm not in the stand. <laughs> That's harsh, eh? A little. Wanna, a little. I want to take it back. I want to take it back. But I'm not going <laughs> to. <laughs> I want to take it back, but, well, but it's I'm really sitting like, here across the table from you. <laughs> it's like that little kid going, oh, I know I shouldn't say that. Don't say. My mom says if you can't say nothing nice. Don't go on a podcast. <laughs> I'd never get to say anything. <laughs> so it, it's just odd, though, to see like everybody was confused. And again, because it's spring training, nobody's super pissed. But there is a lot of what did we just see? And so yeah, well, you're super to- pissed if you're that guy who goes, "I make it down to a couple of pre- to a couple of exhibition yes, games." Yes, okay. Fair enough. I'm a, I'm a big Sox. I came. Who lost that game? The Braves. The Sox. It ends up as a tie, right? Because so who who lost the chance to win it with the walk in? Atlanta could have won it, right? So as a Braves fan, so clearly that's in wherever. Yeah. The home of the Braves are in in. Fuck, I don't remember. Yeah. Uh, Fort Myers seems sure. to be where everybody is. <laughs> um, but yeah, you're like, this is my one chance. I'm down here. I got the zinc on my nose. I'm doing my thing, <laughs> and the Braves didn't win. Right. And so it turns out, and uh, Jason Stark had a great write-up in The Athletic about basically the chaos of this and who was right and who was wrong and what exactly happened. So the catcher has thrown it back to the pitcher. Once the pitcher has it, he has 20 seconds. There is no rule that says the catcher has to get down right away. Right. He can still continue to direct the the defense and and deliver signs to other mem- uh, like outfielders uh, I got 12, and stuff. 12 more seconds as the catcher to get down and be in my crouch. Right. And so, yeah, that area in between the first 20 down to the eight when the batter has to be in there is sort of gray and people hadn't really worked out. And this is why you do it, right? You work through the kinks and you figure all this out. And so the batter's problem was that he was assuming there's no chance they can throw this pitch with the catcher still up doing his thing, which historically has been true, right? If that guy's still waving around, I don't have to be in there I got one foot in, I'm getting back. But no matter what the defense is doing, as long as the catcher is still in the box, he does not, frankly, ever have to squat if he doesn't want to, right? He's just got to be out of your way, and it does not matter anything else. When that clock hits eight seconds, the batter has to be in with his eyes on the pitcher. And so, yeah, this... This all ends up getting a little, a little. Cu- so I want to play the audio back now. Just, just a second, though. Yeah, yeah. Before you do, because to me it comes down to, as the Braves and the Red Sox, you have your Triple A, you have your Double A, you have your Single A, you have your development. And this is the bottom of the ninth in a spring training game, so it's actually probably all minor leagues. Yeah, guys in anyway. And, and, and I'm saying you have four, five levels below the majors of employees, and and with intel on yeah. all this stuff. But that being said. As somebody who's coached a bunch of things, no matter how much we've talked about preparing for certain situations, there's always shit that arises where yeah. you go, oh, I, I, I never never thought that. Well, and like uh, they interviewed in this Stark piece that I'll, I'll share the link for members of both teams who both on both teams, there were people who thought we just won and no, that was our fault. We're out. Yeah. Like just interpretations of pointing. You fucked yeah. up. <laughs> right. And so, yeah, this this guy, he's he's standing there. He's not really ready. And 
it's on him to be in the box first. And so on day one to see something like this. So I want to play it again just because I think it's interesting. You can hear in the crowd, you can hear the commentators all going, oh, what's, and trying to figure this all out in, in real time. Could have rung them up easily. Uh-oh. And now what? He's out. They have called strike three. Wow! This is mayhem! Oh! Automatic strike three called with the bases loaded in a tie game in the bottom of the ninth. This is baseball in 2023. Joe Kistig said, can you believe it? Here it is. He didn't have this in mind. You see it? It's at eight seconds. He has to be alert to the pitcher. Two feet in the box, head looking at the pitcher. It's it's funny, man. Like, I I just, this is, I don't think people are ready for how much this is going to change. Now, like I said, this gets down quickly, at least in the minor leagues, to it happens once every two games. Something, not like this, in the bottom of the ninth, bases loaded, but... But right off the bat, to see how big this could be is really interesting. Well, and you know the batter, has he's got that feeling like where the shock is like you've been electrocuted or whatever. <laughs> and you're like, like, you think this has happened and then you're like, what? Right. It's me? I'm the problem? It's me? It's Thank Some you. of us have said that many times. <laughs> Are you kidding me? But Shout yeah, you, you know he was like, no. Yeah. And you can you can just kind of hear in that moment the the clock hits zero and the crowd for a second went completely quiet and then the ump calls him out and you're like they start roaring again like what the fuck just happened it, this is gonna be fun man and so like I said right off the hop we're seeing it about as much as we did in the minors right away but the game times have already come way down um, this is gonna be the most interesting part of watching spring training this year is is just watching the way these rule changes play out. The whole thing unfolds. Yeah. Uh just a quick thing here. I, I don't want to spend a ton of time on it, but I was scanning through uh Twitter the other day and someone had posted a video saying they were in hysterics over a lawsuit that the black eyed peas are in right now. And uh someone has written a song. It is for a toy unicorn. The shits. I don't know when that became a thing. Like it was exciting that toys could could start to babies that peed yeah. or who wanted that. I don't know who was calling out for that, but it's been a thing obviously for a while. And so this is a shitting unicorn. I guess you can buy your kid. Sounds <laughs> awesome. But uh, there's some talk that perhaps their jingle or their commercial sounds a little too close to a Black Eyed Peas song. I asked you not to listen beforehand. Did you cheat? Did you listen to it? I, I did not. Okay. All right. So I'm going to play the Black Eyed Peas clip here first that they're claiming is being infringed upon, just so everybody can kind of have that in their head before they hear the commercial. What you going to do with all that junk, all that junk inside that trunk? I'm going to get, 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 get you drunk, get you love drunk off my heart. What you going to do with all that ass, all that ass inside of jeans? I'm going to make, 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 make you scream, make you scream, make you scream. Because of my hump, 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 my lovely lady lumps. Check it out. It kind of sticks with you, eh? Like it's... What are you going to do with all that ass inside those jeans? <laughs> it's a fair question. <laughs> you can't possibly need all of that. <laughs> my cup runneth over again. <laughs> so here's the audio from the commercial for the toy shitting unicorn. What you gonna do with 
Black-eyed peas got a got a case here. Uh, for sure they do. <laughs> also, kudos to the brilliant songwriter who caught like even as a, even as a ripoff, those are clever lyrics. Is what you gonna do with all that poop poopy? It's was there a mention of swass in there? I, I wasn't sure what that was. The last couple lines actually, I struggled to understand. I didn't really know what they were talking about. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, what are we doing? What are we doing here as a society that this is the this is what we're putting out there? <laughs> I can't help I can't get past the fact that in some courtroom in America right now, not only is there a lawyer straight facing, Your Honor, the line, what you going to do with all this poop, all my poop poop poopy. And in response, another lawyer has to stand up and say that is clearly infringing upon what you going to do with all that ass inside them. <laughs> my lumps, your honor, should it please the court, my lovely lady lumps. This is a real thing that we're tying up the court system with. $10 million, dollars, Matt. <laughs> $10 million and legit, in this. Like a worthwhile lawsuit. You are being ripped off here. <sighs> and And yeah, and I'm stuck with. Who wants to get their kid the, the shitting unicorn? The slime shitting unicorn that dances and defecates. Just get one of those for the studio. To that song. Yeah. What you gonna do with all that poop? All that poop? Yeah. Woo, woo, woo. Like, I don't get it, Matt. I, I am. It's pretty catchy. I got well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But so was the original, I guess. And that's okay. the whole point. And I, and I, I don't wanna. This, you strike me as a guy who maybe somewhere. At the cottage, has one of those fish that sing "Take Me to the River," or somebody pokes it and it makes a. It, am I right or am I wrong? Matt seems like a guy, or Rob has seen when visiting the cottage the fish <laughs> who sings "Take Me to the River." Okay, do yeah, yeah. Have I seen that? I don't know if we still have it. We okay. definitely, we definitely had it at some point. And at some point, somebody thought, "Oh, that's hilarious." And then at some point you're like, fuck, would somebody smash that and get rid of it? <laughs> Am I right? Yeah. Well, at some point you just stop pressing it. But yeah. Somebody does. Maybe Matt but stops pressing it. But even that, it was less poop talk. Yeah. yeah. But, but, but <laughs> this, this is where we're at. And this is what my point, right? Which is we've totally gone to, oh, that fish, you poke it and it sings Take Me to yep. the River. And now we've got a dancing unicorn. Shitting. Takes a dump. My dump. My dump. My, my lovely hazy, lady dump. My hazy humid dump. <laughs> Check it out. Okay. He, he listened earlier. <laughs> Had to prepare that for the show. We appreciate the, the show no, but, prep, though. No, but I uh, see that's just, I'm clever that way. Okay. I he, did not listen to the song. You are reasonably quick on your feet. I'll but I, that, when, yeah. when, when you started playing the original song, like the actual song, I'm like, oh, it's a total ripoff. It couldn't be any closer. What is happening? <laughs> but, but it was actually, it was still... My lumps was yeah. Oh, okay, I, I, I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah. What you gonna do with all that ass? All that ass inside those jeans? Yeah. I'm stuck with that. that that's the, that's the thing that resonates <laughs> for me with all this is I don't need a I don't need a unicorn or a donkey or a zebra. 
that shits. Okay. Slime. Like we all know kids between a certain age, like I don't know, seven to nine. To 30. <laughs> to 40. Oh, see, that, that's, that's fart jokes. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, plastic animals that dump when you push the little heart logo on their, on their yeah. chest. Yeah. Come on, man. Can we, people, can we do better? Can we do better? Gonna try and get one of those for the studio. Yeah. All right. Well, and and you know how long before it's out of slime? You got to refill it with some kind. Nah, of... I, I think by the time you've run out of the slime, you've probably seen it shit enough times. Like it's really novelty's worn off. Don't you think? Hey, Dad, when does when does farting not become funny? <laughs> I don't know, son. I'll let you know when I get there. <laughs> um, speaking of things that are uh, kind of shitty. Uh, I, I want to start pro segue, Matt. Pro segue, all right. And uh, let's start. There's a couple things here that I want to get to, but this just kind of this came across my radar before we started the show, so I've added it. it nice. Kinda, it kind of fits. I love it. This is Justin Trudeau at an event in Toronto uh, that is a, a vigil, a vigil on the one year anniversary of the war in Ukraine. And I want to I want people to understand why we're listening to this because really at the beginning it's just Justin delivering typical political, you know, whatever right platitudes as you do, but really listen at the very beginning for the man frothing at the mouth screaming at the prime minister off mic. Ukrainians woke up to the horror of war in their... Hey, sir, I think Ukrainians can tell you a little bit about freedom and liberty, so why don't you settle down? This is a night for them, not for you. This is a night for Ukrainians, not for you. If you want to stand and cheer with Ukraine, do that. You want to wave that Ukrainian flag? Please do. But let people celebrate that Ukraine is still standing and Canada stands with it. So that is actually sounds a lot like campaign, Justin, to be honest with you, right? In terms of, but he doesn't have that. I'm reading a story voice. No, um, he's on a megaphone as opposed to an actual microphone, but he, to his credit has taken this arsehole screaming at him. And I'll play just the beginning of it again here in a second, but screaming at him, Justin, you fucking dictator at an event where people are celebrating Ukraine still standing after an actual dictator has tried to take over their homeland. He's managed to like, this guy could not have served Trudeau a better gift. Are we sure he's not? So interesting that you say that because this guy has outed himself because you don't do this thing without wanting credit. Uh, he's come out on Twitter and he's replying to everybody who's criticizing him and whatever. And he's been found to actually have been a paid uh, conservative guy who was paid to show up. And, oh, okay. and scream. Now that that happens in both directions, yeah, of course you, he does. you pay people to show up and fuck with your opponent's events. That's become a thing that's become more prominent. It's a garbage practice. It's a dick move, Matt. Right. So let me just play the very beginning again. And I, I just, you, Justin's voice is what's out because he's got the, the megaphone, but try and listen to the person screaming at him at the very beginning. Ukrainians woke up to the horror of... Justin, you're a fucking dictator. And it just... It just can't be both ways, man, that this guy is the leader of the weakest minority government in Canadian... One of the weakest minority governments in Canadian... But also 
a dictator who is ruling with an iron fist. And I just, even on an event like this, they, they, it's all political, but like Justin hugs Doug Ford at this event. This is everybody trying to yeah, united front. Nice. We're all getting along here. And there's somebody standing there screaming at him. I, I don't know. It just kind of leans into this whole pick your spots better, man. Right? Like, you well, couldn't have given Justin a better soundbite here. Well, and and kudos to him. That's a bit of stand-up comic kind of guy in the crowd heckles. Turn it back on. And how am I going to turn this to my favor? Yeah. I'm going to flip it over onto you. And you're like, oof. I take this guy and I'm like, no, sir, not you. We're here for real freedoms. and re-. Wow. All right. Yep. Well, and again, it, it, it doubles back to the convoy and, and – Yes. And Justin's a dictator. And and whether you agree or don't agree or what whatever, I don't care. Worst what, dictator ever. Yeah. And it's it's like it's it's fine and, and hyperbole seems to be the the way everything this has is to it, man. has to go. And you're like, if you think whether you like him or not, yeah, whatever your leanings, whatever yeah. your vote, if you think Justin Trudeau is the is the biggest, right. baddest Worst dictator. Honest to God, man. You're like, hey, man, you better check yourself. There's a lot of places in the world you're not going to want to visit if you think Justin is a rough dictator. Soft ass heckling right there, my friend. Soft ass heckling. Yeah, you you just, (laughs) you can, you can come at Justin with a hundred things that he's done that are legit. For sure. Up for criticism. Dictator is is probably not the foot you want to lead with. How Uh, am I dictate? Uh, three members of the, uh, progressive conservatives. The CPC, Matt. Yes. I'm always fascinated by progressive conservatives. Well, I guess North Korea calls themselves the democratic. Yeah. There was a time though, Matt, when there was progressive in the conservative party. It's been a while, I guess. Yep. So, uh, this past week. The Habs were great one time too, Matt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I appreciate you picking the Habs to uh, to use it up there. So more recently, the <laughs> all right. So the this past week, three members of the uh, the CPC, the Canadian Progressive <laughs> p- 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 Canadian Progressive Conservative Party, took the opportunity to meet with literal neo-Nazi Christine Anderson, far right member, uh, you know, of German descent in the EU parliament. Alternative for Deutschland, I believe. Yeah. Okay. So she's visiting Canada and, uh, she's visiting Toronto, Calgary, Montreal and Whitby, which is weird. Yes. But maybe not in a second. And, uh, yeah, this is a person whose views are pretty well established and someone who doesn't shy away from it. At all, anti-Islam, anti-immigrant, anti-LGBT, all these things, and is happy to platform on it. So she shows up in Canada, meets with uh, three members of the uh, Ontario CPC, uh, members of parliament all based in Ontario. It's Leslyn Lewis from Haldeman Norfolk. It is Dean Allison from Niagara West. And it is Colin Carey from, oh, Oshawa. Dirty Schwab, yeah, baby! of course it is. Uh, they meet with her, photographed happily, everybody smiling and Grin. shaking hands, having, Shit-eating a, grins, man. having a good old time. 
And then it comes out and and becomes very public that this is who this person is and this is the inappropriate that they should be meeting with her. And uh, most for the most part, they suddenly backtrack hard. Uh, Colin Carey of Oshawa says, you know, in a, in what appears at first blush to be a fairly heartfelt apology, I didn't consult with my staff, which means, A, he's letting them off the hook. And you, you go into that apology, you're like, okay, like, I, I deeply regret this and that. I didn't know who she was and what she stood for. Until a decent journalism and reporting finds him referencing her and quoting her in a speech a year ago. Oh, dear. So you you probably did know who she was. Uh, Leslyn Lewis, meantime, has her staff spend days untagging herself from every tweet, every news story online mentioning her ties to this. Instead of just coming out and saying, yeah, I regret it, or yeah, that's who I am, just trying to... If you remove these links, if you keep untagging yourself, in theory, maybe your followers will never... Find him. Find it. Find you. Um, it's a mess, man. Pierre Polyever. Is that how we're supposed to? I'm, a, I'm Polyev, an Anglo. Polyev. I understand. Okay. Pierre Polyev. He puts out a statement, but he refuses to tweet it. He says that this person has, hor- uh, Christine Anderson, has horrible, vile views that we do not support. Um, but he doesn't tweet it himself. He sends it to someone who writes for the Toronto Sun. So it's sort of... I want mainstream Canada to know that I'm against this, but I don't want my followers to think I'm against this, which is odd, right? Like, unless you're trying to court this crowd. The fringe element. It's fucking uncomfortable, man. All of this is really, really weird. Well, the Niagara MPP. Dean Allison. MP, right? It was, if you remember when they had... The MPP from Niagara. Olsweiler or something like who that. Who also had. Horrible views. Horrible views. And you're like, man, what's with that region? <laughs> In terms of. Yeah. You're like, what's you guys get in the barrel? Yeah. Right over the falls. <laughs> <laughs> the two of them in the lover's, yeah. in the lover's embrace right, in the man. barrel. I'd watch that. Obviously. I'd vote for that. <laughs> um. Ah, it's just so icky. It is. And the whole thing is like, you have two options here. You knew who she was, met with her, got caught, and are now trying to pretend you didn't know who she was, in which case you're liars. Or Or, or really bad at your job. This is it. Like, you're assholes or you're incompetent. That's all you... Take your pick. Yeah. That's, those are the only two options that you have. If you actually didn't know who she was and sat down and talked to her about her politics for five minutes and didn't go, holy fuck. Check. Yeah. I'm out of here. And she's not on it. Right. This is... Like, those are your options. You, you knew who she was and you're now trying to lie about it or you didn't know who she was but didn't run as soon as you got a fucking taste of it. Either way, fuck you. Right. It's when the conservatives in Ontario took over for McGinty. We're, we're going back. Yeah, yeah. But a decade, and, and they went, oh, we, we campaigned on all this, but then we got in and we found out that the liberal government had fucking ran this huge deficit. Yeah. 
and we had no idea. And you're like, you have a shadow cabinet. Right. You have all these people. You're either lying or you're totally incompetent. Again, it's the same thing. You're yep. like, what are you doing? And so, yeah, we don't buy it. Nobody buys it. No, and this is, I, well, that's the problem. Some people do buy it. Like this, oh, the Polyev stupid. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's true, man. The Polyev thing is interesting to me because he's trying to walk a really thin line here. And I don't know who that is for, right? Like we're putting out this statement, distancing ourselves. Convoy we'll, people. We'll put that out in the newspaper. Uh, Brian Lilly is the one who, who posted that. He's got his own whatever, but that's for the public, right? The mainstream news, the pub. But I, I don't want to put this on my own Twitter disowning this person because I, my, the people on Twitter who follow me kind of dig the Nazi thing. We want to do that, right? So I got to bring them in still. And I just can't believe anyone is okay with well, that I think as your leadership. I think it's I, – well, I can't remember. It's, it's Leslie Lewis who's twice ran for the leadership mm-hmm. of the party. Yeah. and Twice. Right. Two-time. Two-time. Two-time loser. And Well, loser and enough to sort of – enough cachet to run again. Yeah. And and so that is the person you're talking about here. But this is is one of those situations and I've totally thrown myself off in terms of in terms of where I was going with Leslin that. Leslin Lewis, two time yep. yeah. anyways, it it just it comes down to there is you you're still courting the two million people that Theo Fleury thinks was coming Jamie to Ottawa Soleil. for the convoy yeah. and and all these sorts of things, right? There are that element's out there, and so and it's likely larger than than most people feel comfortable with. Yeah, and so Although slightly smaller than a two million truck, slightly smaller convoy. than Flurry and Saleh believe is the case. <laughs> but yeah, that is what 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 Polyev, while not wanting to openly court is also not willing to openly Heisman. Right. And this is it. And that should make your more mainstream conservatives incredibly uncomfortable that he's not willing to say, not just to us, to the mainstream, like, yeah, I don't like those people, but to those actual people, I don't want your support. If these are your views, fuck you. But they need them, right? The conservatives need that fringe element to vote for them. And it's... Man, it is uncomfortable. Well, and and the problem... I don't know what's happening right now. Well, here's what's happening. And the problem is there is no more small C conservative, right? That's sort of... There is. They're just not being served. Right. Center center right. There is no center right anymore. You have to run hard to the left. Or right. Yeah. Sorry. You have to run hard hard to to the the right right. as, as as a conservative. Yeah. So what happens is is there are a pile of people because politics has become so polarized that you have people who vote conservative, but probably who really would, would sort of declare or identify as a small C fiscal conservative. Yes. Not necessarily. You and I both know those people who are just, 
I don't, uh, we're being overtaxed a bit or whatever. I don't, I'm not anti-gay. I'm not anti-immigrant. I'm not right. whatever. What I just I, want you to stop taxing the fuck out of me. And what I like less people to be on welfare and maybe getting a job. Right. Like those sort of classic, yep. but there's not enough of them anymore. So we got to reach the arm way out there and go, eh. and so all those people kind of closer to the middle have to hold their nose and go, I, I guess I'm, right. in, I'm in this group now. Because those people go. Or not be in that group now and well, fucking. Yep. Okay, and so, but this is where it is, and that, and that is, and so, if if it was liberal MPs who met with with a neo Nazi, yeah, then you go, okay, that's the fucking that's the final straw, yep. right? All the things that the you know uh, SNC Lavalin and and the mm-hmm. whole um, blackface, and yeah, and the and the thing with the money for the kids, uh, yeah, the blah, we, yes, we, we the charity. we day, yeah. Uh, all those sorts of things. And you're like, that's the final straw, man. I, as a center left person go, all right, well, I'm going to sort of, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go to NDP or I'm going to go green or I'm going to, whatever it is, I'm going to move. I'm going to hold my nose and move in a different direction. Yeah. Whereas if you are right of center, you no longer have. There's nowhere to go. There's nowhere to go. And so you're stuck with. Yeah, I don't believe in anti-LGBTQ+. I don't believe in anti-immigration, but I hate that Justin Trudeau. Yeah. And I have nowhere else to go, so I have to further entrench. Should you were this pack of fucking... Right of center, <laughs> right? And so there's a pile of people, I believe, who vote conservative who don't have those beliefs. Of course. But, but oh, we have yeah. got to a spot where there is a hard black line in the middle where it goes, I'm on this side. Mm-hmm. Or I'm on this side. I can't go the other way, right? The day it seems like the days of, you know, Mulrooney trouncing Turner, or vice versa, you know, Mulrooney leaving the Conservative Party in tatters, <laughs> and a landslide the other way, right? Yeah. And so, Cretchen, I believe it, it it doesn't really happen like that anymore. It seems to be with the rise or more popularity of of the NDP, Greens taking some votes. You just sort of, it gets to be murky. And the solution, in my opinion, isn't more parties, right? You look at Israel, you look at Italy with how yeah. fractured that is. We yep. have 50 parties and I have 1.5%, you have 4%. Your coalition. And we're is cobbling now. together. We're this. talking about the, the liberal NDP thing they did a year or two ago. Now you're talking about needing 17 parties to get that shit done. Correct. Like, sorry, I thought you. Were, I, I jumped no. on your point. Yeah, yeah, but that's 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 all I'm saying is the answer isn't more parties. It to me, I was very fine with. I don't know. I don't love the two party idea either. Where what about Ed Broadbent and the NDP? Yeah, well, Ross Perot in the states. How about that? It just it you've run out of places to go. You've you've. It's become so polarized. It's become so distant. Well, what you that, have that is it's a big leap, right? Like I get why people don't like Trudeau. I don't always love Trudeau, but right. You kind of have an option for a cup. The thing is, I brought this up on the show before. I think liberals in large part have shown they will teach their party a lesson. Fuck off. This is not right. When we did the Ignatieff thing and when we did the Dion thing, everyone was like, this stinks. You have no ideas. You have no leadership. And that's how you ended up with a conservative government and an NDP um, opposition. Because yeah. the liberals all went in one direction or the other, right? I, the people slightly to the right of the liberal party said, nah, fuck that. All right, I'm I'll going vote. this way. 
Right. And the people to the left of the liberals went to the NDP. And the liberals literally got like, I want like down to like 11 seats or something. Like they were a joke. And so you sometimes have to tell your party, you're not doing it right now. This is not good enough and walk away. There's nowhere else for conservatives to go other than CPC. Hold your note. PCC. People's PPC. Yeah, you don't want to be doing that shit either. But that's your other option. But again, further right or further left. No different than when liberals had to go, I'll vote conservative or I'll vote NDP. Yep. For a couple elections, conservatives are going to have to, I guess, go to Maxime Bernier further right or to the liberals further left. But that's the only way to correct this shit and say, not good enough. We are not this. We're not going to be racist. We're not going to be hateful. We're not going to be... Just stop taxing the fuck out of me, right? <laughs> like yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. There is a large group of conservatives that still want to vote conservative because of that. And yeah, they're now... Their party now includes all these fuckers and, and you're going you're gonna to have to send a message or not, or you're just going to have to go along with it. And the that's tent, a shitty thing to co-sign, man. The tent is, the tent is too large. Way too big. If, if you're trying to bring that in, right? You have to, you have to, in my opinion, and again, I am not a social conservative, but I see zero wrong with having some fiscal conservative ideas. You need that sometimes, man. But, but like, with, well, and the old adage is, right, good times, liberal government. Right. Tough times, conservative government. Right. We have, we don't have that option now. And I've voted. I've voted NDP. I've voted liberal. I've voted conservative. Right. I've voted for her, all three yep. at some there point There are times where it feels like this is what the country needs right now, or this is what the province needs. Or, that option is not available to me right now. I, I am not voting for DOFO, no. No. and I'm certainly not voting for a party led by Pierre Polyev. Right. So I don't have options. No. I don't have options to move over to a, to a more small C right. center right party. Because it's not good times right now. Like this would be a time this when is in a theory time. you should be voting historically conservative. 100%. Not these fucking guys, man. No. And, and so what, what you, for those who are just right of center, mm-hmm. you are actually you are going to be, you are left to, to this, to this current situation yeah. because you are able to, in good times, get enough people to get close, yeah. but not close enough that the liberals can't go, Hey man, what are we doing here? NDP? Can right. we, Reach uh, out, team that up? Yep. yep. Can we, can we do a bit of this? And, and I, and I, you know, that's maybe a bit more expensive an item than I wanted, but right. If it means I get another four years. Yeah, fine. We'll pay for the dental care. I, we can do that, right? Yeah. Exactly. We yeah. can we can sign on for that and and, and go with it. Yeah. But it's really those who are closer to the middle on the right side. Yeah, you are the ones who are actually making this happen. Right? Yeah. You are you are leaving yourself without a viable option. Yeah. Because there are people who are slightly left of center, like myself. Mm-hmm. Who at times you go, yeah, right. You know what? The liberals have run their course. Yep. We need an option. We need an option right of center or something else. Yeah. But you're, you, but we're not getting it. No. You may have to let this collapse for an election or two. And whether that means then you sort of, you sort of start to see similar to what's happened on the left. There's a liberal and an NDP. Yeah. Maybe that has to develop on the right. And, and here's a more socially open-minded, but fiscally conservative version of the conservative party. And then the craziest fuck wing is out here doing its own thing. But 
We call this that the reform party. Yeah. The reform party. <laughs> Preston Manning. Yeah, yeah. And we're going to freshen that bad boy yeah, up yeah. with Stockwell Day on his, really well. on his little uh, sea dew showing up in the <laughs> wet seat. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Hey, check me out. This may have to be something that, that has to be let fall. Similar, like I said, to what the liberals had to do last decade. Just said, not fucking good enough. You're an embarrassment. We'll see you when you straighten your shit out. And it, and it happened. Yeah. And maybe where the conservatives have to go now for but, a while. But I look, see no we, appetite for it. We look at the leadership, but they, they've just got a new leader. Yeah. And they, they didn't go closer to the middle. And he's trying to, like I said, play footsie with the Nazis, but not publicly. Because you, There's you, your fucking leader. That's you picked a guy with a little Lego haircut who yeah. actually just went further the other way. Yep. And he's an angry little man. And so you're like, Psh, I can't, I can't listen when to When he's still guy. out there tweeting about just inflation, Sunday breakfast today was Sunday breakfast, a little more expensive under Justin. You're like, are we seriously still pretending that that's not the Weston family and Loblaws and that yeah. it's really Justin that's caused worldwide inflation and raised the price of your groceries. Give me a fucking break. Who do you think you're convincing here? Hit food basics. You'll be fine. Yeah, man. Price choppers. Do it up. There you go. <laughs> we appreciate you checking out a Price Choppers podcast. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Slightly dented tin. Don't worry about that. Exactly, man. Um, be honest with you. I don't know what's coming this week. Last week was a busy one. It's uh, like Matt I said. Needs to, Matt needs to kick his feet up that's a gonna, bit. Yeah, a day or two, and then uh, we'll be back. We always are. But uh, the following week, our buddy Ian Mendez is going to be back in here. First time in a while, so. S- smooth, even takes, and knowledgeable, it's that true, guy. Man. So And he brings a little ray of sunshine with him. Honestly. We like Ian. And and a Michelob Ultra. Yeah. We like Ian a little less about that. <laughs> Good guy, though. 100%. So uh, we'll get out of here. Stick around. There's always something going on uh, over the course of the week, so we'll be back talking to you. Rob, of course, back next Sunday afternoon and Monday morning, whatever that looks like. Chair breaking. <laughs> and not in a pro wrestling cut. <laughs> That is episode 1075 of Tall Can Audio. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast wherever you're hearing us right now. Give us a follow on social media at Tall Can Audio. For Rob, I'm Matt. We'll see you later. See ya! Fuck, man. Thank you, guys. The hell is that? Number one bullshit. Oh, number one bullshit. Why are you so pissy?